Welcome back to The Edge. Maryland's ad text is here. What you need to know. Uh, Microsoft Bing rolls out five upgrades to their search results. Have your rich results disappeared? Google say it might. They might not trust your website. You're listening to News from The Edge for the week of March 8th, 2021, episode 400, here on The Edge of the Web. From The Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. This is Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategics. Every week we bring you amazing guests to chat with about trending digital marketing topics. Each week we're covering SEO and digital marketing news separate from our weekly interviews. Getting more news to you more quickly each and every week. So check us out over at Edge of the Web Radio. Sign up for our newsletter as well because we're sending out this content that we're uh, broadcasting to you in your email inbox. For your charge, just uh, jump over at edgeofthewebradio.com. You can also, I think, text to the number 22828, the word Edge Talk, and be able to subscribe right there. This is the Site Strategics Digital Marketing News Desk of Edge of the Web. Uh, Site Strategics is actually the title sponsor of our show. Our core specialties are actually SEO, SEM, social media conver conversion rate optimization, and omni-channel media marketing. Uh, so if you're interested in what we do over at Site Strategics, just give a call over at 877-736-4932. Uh, That's 877-736-4932. Joining me this week to get his take on all things in the digital marketing news is Morty Oberstein, SEO liaison at Wix. How you doing, Morty? Good. Hey, the 877 number, is that a toll-free? That is a toll-free number. Absolutely. All right. Just, I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep me honest. We've had that. It actually translates into 877-SEO4-WEB. How about that? Ah, who's web? My, uh, everybody's web. Who's oh, yeah. get, it, get a four-web. Oh, gotcha. Ah, oh, that wow. was terrible. That was lame. I'm hang up now. That was terrible. <laughs> you want to restart that? <laughs> Yeah, can I, can I get a do-over? We'll just fix it in post. How about that? So, what's going I want, on? With I want a mulligan. You, uh, well, what is a mulligan? I have no. That's a sports. You get a do-over somehow. I, I hate golf. Golf is really kind of the worst. Golf sport, is right? the worst. It's almost <laughs> bad as tennis and soccer. George Carlin had a great take on golf, but I can't say it on this show because it's kind of PG. You can't say anything George Carlin said Pretty anywhere. Much. No, you can't. We're probably going to cancel him. Hey, your hair got canceled. What's going on there? Where? Who? What? Your what hair? Canceled? Yeah, you got. Oh, 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 my hair got. Yeah, yeah. I, my hair got. Hey, hey, I'm going bald. That's not nice. <laughs> wow, that was rough. I mean, I've had people make comments before, but my hair got canceled. Well, some of it, some of it. That's, I mean, we're geez. talking about a Morty haircut on the screen. He's I got a haircut. Nice yeah. and dapper. So, I mean, thank you. All things being because I got my vaccines. I'm fully vaccinated, so now I can go into places and get things done. Problem is, we're not vaccinated against you. Yeah. So also, we, the problem is the vaccination hasn't cured my my real problems. <laughs> So I can go places, but is that a good thing? Do you really want me going places? No, 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 no. That's no, nope, probably okay. not. Probably not. Corona so. was a lifesaver for for the world. Morty had to stay home. Now he's out. So now uh, I'm out. <laughs> that's it. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> Beware, everybody. Be so so, where are you hailing from? Just for our listeners who haven't come across you before, um, I am from Israel. I mean, I'm from America, but now I live in Israel. And you're right down you're right down the street from. Um, from the shawarma place and the falafel stand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm near okay, Jerusalem. Okay, so so just everybody who's listening to this from Israel, if you see this guy walking down the street next to the falafel stand, right? Yep. I I, I take autographs. Go ahead, come over. I'll sign your SEO for you. 
So how do you sign your SEO? <laughs> I don't know. How do you do SEO? You don't. You cannot do SEO. See? Links. Buy links. Uh, just buy links. <laughs> I'll P sell you links. PBN. I have a Who trench knows? coat. I sell links out of near the, near the falafel place. <laughs> oh, now that's a visual right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Enough of this banter. Uh, we got a news article coming up here. I feel like you, you hit it in the, the intro and right. then not again. Uh, okay. Well, but, uh, you know. This today, is a special episode. We This is 400 episodes we've been doing for the show. Oh, wow. Look at that. We've we've got fireworks. See, I was ready, and they're cheering. Fantastic. Well done. Well done. <laughs> now, that's that's all in bed. You should have had it on the screen. I can do that again. All right. Well, that, that was a dry run. Thank you very much. I appreciate the celebration. 400 bloody episodes, Morty. What in the world was I thinking? Wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of hot air right there. I mean, I'm congratulations. <laughs> that is a major achievement. You actually sound like my kids, uh, believe it or not. Uh, they had a running joke this weekend uh, of who in the right mind would be listening to dad that long. <laughs> well, we certainly Could, appreciate it. Let's just leave it at congratulations. It's a major achievement. Thank you. This is an amazing you. podcast. Uh, nine years Nine years we've been doing this, and we certainly appreciate everybody's feedback. And we hope we're useful in the SEO and digital marketing market. And we certainly are blessed with it. As many guests as we've been able to talk to over the years, it's kept our powder dry and teaching our staff and team how, how to do SEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're stuck with me. 400. Congratulations. Oh my lord! Yeah, how did we how did we end up with Morty? That's the question. I just sort of showed up one day. Now, yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the 400 more. I Four, hacked your with Zoom. Morty. He just he just wouldn't go away, would he? <laughs> right. It's like I met like him at SMX. Met him at SMX last year. It's like a bad penny he keeps on turning up. <laughs> the right. last time I saw Morty in person mm -hmm. was when COVID started. That's right. right. I'm just saying. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> All right, let's get to what the, everybody's tuning in for. From Search Engine Land, uh, George Wynn, will Google pass the cost of digital ad taxes to U.S. advertisers? Uh, Maryland is the first state to pass a tax on digital advertising. In, in countries such as U.K., Australia, and, and Turkey, Google has passed those costs to advertisers. Will it do the same in the U.S.? That's a big question here. So let's talk about the, what the ad tax is, is that in those countries aforementioned there, there have been a number of taxes directed towards Google and other advertisers, a digital advertising tax, basically. And uh, Maryland's the first state in the U.S. to actually uh, apply that. So Maryland's tax applies to revenue from digital ads that are shown inside the state. That's the one big asterisk right there. And is only ap applicable to companies that generate over 100 million from digital advertising. Ads from companies, in this case, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook, will be taxed at a rate of 2.5% up to 10%, depending on their annual global revenue. Uh, ads from Google, which brings in far more than $15 billion a year in revenue, will be taxed at the ceiling of 10%. The, the tax will come into effect beginning of this tax year and is expected to generate approximately $250 million in its first year. And the funds from it will go towards Maryland schools. All right, I'm going to pause right there for a second. So digital advertisers, right, and pl ad platforms are actually getting revenue from advertisers in these particular states. But, the, but Maryland's actually charging tax of just the display of ads that are 
in their state. Let's talk about that, in their state. How do you actually associate the in your state qualifier there, Marty? Oh, they know everything. <laughs> Oh, Maryland? I don't think so. The IRS. The IRS. Yeah, right. That's not the IRS. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. I. 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 I don't. I don't know. I but, actually have no idea how that would actually work. That's that was my first question that's here. Not my cup of tea. Oh, but I mean, okay. If what if you're on a VPN? IP addresses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that? And do or I do IP addresses actually uh, are they mandated by state lines? See, there's there's how are you defining that this is actually showing up in your state? That's that's the first question that I had. I, I have no idea. I didn't think I, I was too angry about this whole thing to think about how they're actually going to do it. Oh, let loose the Kraken then. Tell me how uh, how angry you are. Um, can I say bad words at this podcast? We can always digitally uh, remove you, right? Okay, because I'm ah, bullshit um, from this whole thing. <laughs> because I first off, the oh, the money's going to the schools. Let me tell you something from a teacher who used to work in Baltimore City. Hey, the kids are never going to see that money. No, that's the first thing, right? Because right. um, we never saw that money. It always went somewhere else. Okay, was, slow down, Morty, slow down. <laughs> First off, okay, as you mentioned, the, Google, Facebook, they're going to pass this on as they have in other places yep. to the consumer. Now, the Maryland says we're finding ways and we're going to figure – they don't have a way, but they pass it anyway. So Maryland knows that the Google is going to do this. Mm -hmm. they, know, they, know, they know damn well that the consumer in the end is going to be the one getting, you know, getting hit by this. Right. Right, people advertising your small business advertising is going to get hit by this, and they know that. But the optics look like, oh, we're going after big business, mm -hmm. so we're not doing anything bad. We're going after Google and Facebook, and everybody's on board with that. Except they know damn well that what's going to happen is that a small business, San Francisco, running ads to show up in Maryland is going to end up getting the cost for this. Exactly. But it's first come, first serve because all the SMBs in Maryland who aren't showing advertisements in Maryland, who are showing advertisements in other states, won't get hit by this. Correct. Because no other state has it yet. Yeah. Now right. they'll say the money's going to go to schools, but you should know that most of the counties in Maryland are some of the most wealthy counties in the in the country. So how do I know this? Yes, because because I lived in Maryland and I worked in the poorest of the poorest school. I worked at one of the most poorest schools in the entire state of Maryland, and I can tell you that the money never found its way to those kids. So when Maryland says, "Oh well, the money's going to come to the kids." No, it won't. And if it does, it's going to go to the rich kids anyway. So it's so po they're, they're posturing. Yeah. Being politicians. Politics. It's just politics. Exactly. It's just politics. Uh, it's got nothing to do with helping anybody except their budget shortfalls from COVID. So along the same lines here is they already know that Google and Amazon have actually already passed those tax challenges from Europe to the consumers. And Google actually already notified people that were advertising, companies that were advertising yeah. in those countries, that they are going to be getting hit with this additional tax for actually Correct. advertising. And it makes sense that if they can bend in the wind and be able to pass that over to their, their advertisers, those advertisers are considering it as a cost of doing business, Right. So yeah, that's what that it's what what do they they know this? Yeah, they do. They know this is going to happen. But they're doing it anyway. They're virtue signaling inside of their state, right? And they're the also worst. there's a number of states also getting in line as well. So it's not only that now Search Engine Land actually reached out to a number of advertisers and they started to kind of unpack the digital strategy changes that they're going to have to make on behalf of their customers. If you think about this, if you actually sell, uh, I, I believe in, uh, if you have any type of digital commerce in the state of California, you actually have to charge not only state tax, but municipality tax. I mean, your, your 
your cart has to adjust so many different ways for all the different tax variations. Now you're actually going to have to adjust your budget based on all the different state tax variations. Well, 5% minimum over in Maryland and maybe 6.5 minimum over in New York. Now you're having to set your campaign's budget separately so it's you can actually that. adjust for all of those that, that uh, otherwise you're not going to be able to have a good beat on what the cost per acquisition is, what the ROI is because of all the multiple state broadcasts that you're doing with your digital marketing, right? Yeah. I mean, look, and that's, you know, inevitably that's what happens. That's what you're going to have to deal with. And I understand like that part I think is probably very annoying mm -hmm. and very upsetting, but like, okay, the, to me, like the absolute, like, ridiculousness is just they know what this is going to be and that's going to end up hurting smbs right absolutely and that sucks nope and like and in the where, middle of a pandemic you want to hurt smbs and absolutely and there's no accountability of where those funds are actually going to go and that's a whole nother rigmarole regarding no no there's accountability they're going to go to the richest school districts that's where the money always goes i vouch for that <laughs> So here's the other thing is that Facebook did not pass those uh, taxes on to their advertisers uh, when those taxes hit them from uh, from Europe, right? And there's a bit of an example here to the customers in the UK. Facebook has actually been spared a 2% tax off of that platform. So what we're seeing here is if the uh, advertiser platforms play nice or, or don't pass that on, the taxing authority has the option, has the has the the thought of possibly releasing uh, these platforms from a portion of their tax. So now we have virtual signaling in a whole nother dis display here. Well, we're going to take care of the SMBs. So if you decide not to pass those taxes on, right, then we'll right. give you a, a, a tax allowance or a waiver for a portion of those as well. Yeah, but that's what it all is, right? So now it's the the, the state or whoever the, the taxing authority is saying, okay, well, mm -hmm. now it's your choice. You want to pass them on. Now you'll look bad. Right. Versus, right? Yeah. So Facebook took didn't take the bit. It's all like, it's all a whole bunch of nonsense. I'm not saying, by the way, that like, look, do I feel bad if Google or Facebook gets taxed a little bit? No, I don't really care. Let them get taxed. Fine by me. But just do it in a way that you know, like, there's not a chance they're going to pass this on to the SMBs. Right. No, no, absolutely not. So uh, be, be ready for that. This news about Maryland is not going to be the only news. So watch carefully as legislation goes across the country. You'll, you, you will be seeing that come up in a state and city near you. Uh, kudos to George Wynn for reporting this. This just uh, came across our desk last week. So, so it's, it's hot and it's certainly going to get some momentum there. And a lot of people are going to get irate, to say the least. They'll, they'll, they'll pull a Morty, right? Hey, at every second of every day. <laughs> All right, from Search Engine Journal by Matt Southern. Search results are being upgraded at Microsoft Bing. The five key, there are five key Bing features being updated. They include intuitive highlighting of content, integrated visual search, expandable carousels, infographic-like SERPs, and richer results for local queries. Take a gander at that article, and we have all these at our show notes, so please uh, drop in there over at edgeofthewebradio.com. Five upgrades to the search experience. Uh, they're, they're touching on these, and the, the latest updates have one thing in common. They all combine visually rich imagery with text-based information in a single view. What really interested me was the, the infographic-like SERPs. If you, uh, Jacob, if you scroll on down to there, there to the uh, image of the giraffe, and sorry for everybody listening at home, but there's something interesting there is that this is quite creative. There's, if you... Uh, 
if you and there's a screen grab of what it used to look like, the example of the old experience, and there was a header graphic of the of a montage of images. But now, if you look and search for a giraffe, you're seeing an overlay of a country on on a uh, hero image of a giraffe. The giraffe's heads picking poking up above the graphic. Uh, then you have a number of very artistically rendered pieces of information in an infographic, uh, back and forth of data set plus graphic. Very uh, eye pleasing. But my question is. Is this knowledge panel type of information or is Microsoft actually creating this as custom graphics for a particular subject matter? What do you think about that, Morty? First of all, I like it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, Bing does some really cool things on their SERP that people don't really know about because, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Not that I think Bing is bad. I think just, you know, different folks to different strokes, different strokes for different folks. There we go. I got it. <laughs> Scratch, reverse it. Um, it's, I love the infographic thing is amazing. I mean, look, they're trying, yeah, it's, too. they're trying to bring in people saying, okay, like, just like Google, right. Mm -hmm. I'll go to Google. I'll get my information. Well, like Google Bing just sort of up that game a little bit. Yeah. They really up that game a little bit. And it's a vision. Look, people are what, I mean, I should know this. I used to be a teacher, right? How many percent, 70 something people, 70, 70 something percent of people are visual learners. Yep. 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 So there, there you go. A high it's, degree it's of visual amazing. learning. Amazing. My, my question is, it's very, uh, very pleasing. My question is, who's creating it and the consistency that's going to be needed against all subject matters, all topics, right? I mean, are they, are they sporadically springing or are, is this kind of a department of Bing now to actually to, to move content in this type of infographic breakout? Who's actually conducting it, all that? Or is this knowledge panel type of information? And do they have any openings in the draft department? Because oh. at Bing, that's what I want to know. The draft department? Yeah, just working on the draft page. I think so. Just, yeah. Just, and, the, and the real. I mean, it looks like, it, go for it. You should apply. They have, a, you know. <laughs> I'll let you guys know. I'll Hello, Bing. I'd like to apply to your draft department. <laughs> I mean, this is a creative side here. And, it, you know, it's, it's consistent in design, right? Um, it takes a bit of, bit of time to create that. And instead of a knowledge panel where you've got boxed in graphics, you're actually, they're taking a, a whole nother direction of creativity there. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that at scale like that. I mean, they must be probably designing each one. There's no other way to do it. Nope. No, there's not. But yeah, I mean, it's knowledge panel information. That's basically what it is. But it's being like specifically curated. That's, that's all like a... That's a whole other level. Yeah, I know. That's that's what really intrigued intrigued me. Now they, you know, they, there's a number of other things that they've updated. Uh, expandable carousels, uh, visual search is also very cool. Uh, while browsing the card-based results, you can uh, you can actually uh, have an option to instantly conduct a visual search to find similarly looking objects. That's, it's cool from a utilitarian standpoint, but this really took took my eye. Is okay if you're actually expanding into something from a creative standpoint. Right? How are you going to keep that consistency? Are you really taking that far of a leap into knowledge panel and semantic relationship of information out there? That's that's yeah, next level what's stuff. In, what's interesting is like each of the elements is a link. Yes. So it's not just like a knowledge panel. Like here's all the information without the link to it, which is nice, by the way, and something that Google could really learn from. Mm -hmm. You could put the information there and have the link there. Yep. It's all like you know they have you know um, I'm still getting it now like you know. Uh, no human-like fingerprints. No two giraffes have the same pattern. You click on it, and it goes to 11 facts about giraffe from dosomething.org. This is my calling. <laughs> <laughs>
That's sad. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's just, uh, I mean, how... It's great. How much, It really is. I mean, dedicating that much time to that. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to, to see kind of a, a map of all the infographic knowledge panels that they start coming up with. Just like... Hey, just wait till the teachers get, we're back on, this is a very educationally oriented Yes, podcast. I was about to say that, absolutely. Go Imagine, if I was a teacher and I saw this, I'd come to Bing every time. Google did try something like this. They have like web stories for animals. Right. But, but this is but way since better. Since animals can't actually use a computer, then it was completely, oh, 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 I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but this is way better because like in there you're stuck. You, the only way you can access the information is if you're stuck in that little, you know, story in the ecosystem. Right. But here you can click on the links and go yeah. back and come in and go out as you please. Oh, this is very educationally nice. based. And I mean, this is a play to, to, towards those. Smart to go after like animals like that. I'm telling you, like teachers get a hold of this. It's yep. a nice resource. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Keep going back to Bing. You know I what's a ni another nice resource? That's Hrefs, our continued sponsor for Edge of the Web. Yeah, see? Definitely done there. Uh, nice. HRS makes a competitive analysis very, very easy. Their tools show you how competitors are getting their getting traffic uh, from Google and why you can see the pages, the content that send them, the most searched traffic, and what exact keywords they're ranking on, as well as the backlinks that are helping them rank. From there, you can actually replicate or improve on their strategies. So check out hrefs, that's ahrefs.com today. If you're not getting significant uh, search traffic, their tools also help you find topics worth creating pages about. And as, as uh, they got a great uh, keyword analysis tool as well. So go over to hrefs, that's ahrefs.com, and you'll start swimming in some fantastic data like we do at the shop here every day. I think uh, literally, uh, I, if I counted on between SEMrush and hrefs, I think we probably, half of our time at our shop, we're actually in those d different platforms regularly. So. Pretty cool stuff. Make sure you check out them as they're a uh, continued sponsor of the show. All right. Our third news article real quick. Why did my site's rich snippets disappear? Rich results disappear. Google says it might be a site-wide quality issue. From Barry Swartz over at Search Engine Roundtable, if a website suddenly loses its rich results on the Google SERP, John Mueller says it might indicate a site-wide quality issue serious enough to make Google not trust your website. Now, this is pretty interesting here, and I actually wanted to uh, spin around and get John's take on that on a video. Have a look here. So, so when it comes to, to structured data and rich results in general, we, we try to look at it on, on several different levels. And I don't know if that applies so much to breadcrumbs, but just, just to be complete, kind of the, the first things are kind of from a technical point of view, is a valid markup? It sounds like that's the case. You can test that with the testing tool. Um, the, the second one is, does it comply with our policies, which probably for breadcrumbs is less of an issue because, I don't know, breadcrumbs are breadcrumbs. It's hard to do them in a bad way, I guess. And uh, the, the last one is more of a general, usually site-wide uh, signal that it's about the quality of the site overall. Like, can, can we trust this website to provide something reasonable with structured data that we can show in the rich results? And usually what, what happens when everything from a technical point of view is set up correctly and we've had enough time to process it for indexing and it's still not shown, then that's usually a sign that our, our quality algorithms around uh, the rich results in general are not 100% happy with your website. So this 
obviously makes sense to uh, most everybody who's listening. If you don't know what uh, rich results are or feature snippets, content above the organic ranking that's lifted up to be able to show uh, unique information based on the subject matter or topic that's being searched upon. It's kind of uh, position zero. So that's featured snippets, but uh, rich results collectively, uh, uh, there's, there's a number of different ways that rich results are processed. But uh, long story short, if Google can't trust your content, why in the world would it actually give you preferred seating uh, in an organic result? So uh, it makes sense. And I think we all kind of understood that to be the case. But here's John Mueller letting us know that, especially on the tales of a huge amount of featured snippet loss over the last seven to 10 days here, this is really important stuff because it could very well be an incredible signal from Google that if you've lost your featured snippets recently, uh, they could be uh, kind of rethinking their tr the trust factor that they put on you. So, Morty, with that set up, what do you think about John's response? Is this old toast here, or is this something uh, a little bit more important? So, a couple of things. One is like, okay, so forget feeder snippets are very important. They have you know you have to meet a certain quality threshold and authority threshold to get them. Yep. But you're talking here getting your recipe, your structured data inside of you know instead of uh, the, uh, the SERP. So that could be anything from having, do you have product information that you want showing up, rich product information, uh, a recipe, rich information there, reviews. It's a lot of information that could show up that really sets you apart right. and FAQ from the other results. So we're not showing up is actually a really big deal. I mean, there's studies out there that show what happens when you don't get in. And it kind of makes sense because of, you know, you're, it's structured data. So Google has to trust you that what's that, what you're telling Google's in the structured data is what's actually on the page. Mm -hmm. And if there's a trust problem, then Google's going to worry about, well, all right, so does it really match up? Do we have to invest the resources for it to see if it matches up? Do we want to invest the resources? It, that in of itself is very interesting and very cool. Yeah. But it also shows you that, and this is an old debate in the SEO world, pages versus the site. It's not just about pages. Right. Your site overall matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. The site's, the site's trustworthiness and whether it can be cited as a source, right? Yep. This is This is... This is Another part, another way to look at the EAT, the knowledge panel semantic SEO realm is that can you be trusted because that's what Google's trying to do is be able to have continued reference points to organizations and their respective brands and their respective sites, right? Let's make sure that everything's in order there. It's not just about the page content and whether or not you got a 12.5% density on, on in keywords. All right, so, so <laughs> let's pull this back for a second here. Um, so... Uh, Morty, have you actually seen a, uh, a return back to normalcy on the feature snippet loss that we talked about last week? No, I checked it yesterday, and I didn't see a return back. I know there, they, there was something updated mm -hmm. because I got an email alert for this campaign where I'm tracking a gazillion keywords, and right. I saw that a bunch of feature snippets were switched out, meaning new URLs were put in. Yep, got it. So I went and thought maybe there's a return to normal, but it was not. So there mm -hmm. was an update, meaning something seemed to have happened, Google maybe had a, a refresh from the current URLs that it's showing. It didn't restore the ones where that it took away necessarily, right. but something did happen, but no, they're, they're not back. All right, so that compiled really with this information right here. Uh, could we start uh, hypothesizing that they, they've reset their trust on certain websites? They're looking at this. They've removed a lot of kind of free feature snippets. 
that you know, kind of uh, maybe got the, the consumer base nice and trained that these are valuable. Now they're actually removing a few that they, they've reset that factor on there. You know, they, those feature snippets may very well not come back. So like now we have to like go into like, you know, Google conspiracy territory. Did John mention this yeah. <laughs> in light of the fact? Was it a coincidence that he was recently asked about this? All right. So I'm going to link up with a fourth story right here. And we just uh, we just uh, truffled this out this morning. Today, uh, Barry Swartz actually announced on Search Engine Land, Google brings full coverage news to search results. Longer running news items may be surfaced more for some queries in Google search. Right. So uh, Google announced it's bringing the full coverage feature that you can find in Google News directly to Google search. Do you see why I'm doing this linkage like this, Morty? Mm -hmm. Let me let me unpack this a little bit further. OK, if you're not familiar with full coverage in 2018, Google introduced full coverage in Google News at the Google I.O., uh, the company's big developer conference. Uh, back then, SAL described full coverage as offering a nearly exhaustive array of sources and perspectives on a particular topic citable references. Uh, Google says it was real-time, 360-degree view of news stories and topics, and unlike the personalized feeds elsewhere, everyone sees the same content in full coverage across the globe. The company calls it the most powerful feature of the app. Now, let's talk about web search here. Today, in the U.S. and, the US and English results on mobile, you may actually start to see the full coverage in web search. Google said when you're searching for information on a timely topic, I'm going to put that as an asterisk, timely. You'll see a carousel of articles at the top of the search results featuring uh, uh, highlighting relevant news. Now for the big developing news stories, you can actually tap into full coverage page after scrolling to the end of the top stories in the carousel uh, or by selecting more news right below the carousel. So they've moved this feature into Google search. Now, if you follow what I was just doing with the previous article, they've taken more and more featured snippets out of the equation. So there's a potential trust signal that uh, John Mueller actually even talked about here just recently, right? So now they're shifting over and be, be able to provide a full coverage of citable references about a topic in search no longer relegated to news. So... What we're seeing here is more and more of the knowledge panel, more and more of the citable references of trustworthy content now making its way to the consumer at the SERP level so they no, no longer have to search deep. It's actually right there above the fold, scrollable, and fully interactive on the Google search result pages. And uh, we're seeing a little bit more of the game here of, of ref referenceable, trusted, and citable sources that they're picking as who to who to trust. Okay, I'm going to leave that particular round of conspiracy thought at your feet there, Morty. What do you think? So, I mean, look, this is basically, yeah, this is very much like a knowledge-based or knowledge graph um, sort of breakdown. Look, it's it's a topic layer. That's really what it is. Yep. You have multiple, Google has a, a news story or a news topic, and it's breaking it down by multiple topics or subtopics, and that could be anything. And, and then it's it's also, look, try, it's trying to give you a holistic breakdown of the topic itself, yes. which is really cool, by the way, because how many times you jump into a news story and like not understand the full context of it? So it's really great. Yeah. Also, if they show local news, that's also really nice because they might get a local news publisher in there where they would have an opportunity to show up before. Correct. So that's more equity again on the SERP, which I think it's, again, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yep. The equity on the service becoming a trend and it's coming out again here. But yeah, if this all comes about because Google's able to break down topics, which is a concept, which is an entity, mm -hmm. right? Topic is an entity. 
into multiple layers and levels, hence the topic layer, right. and show that on the SERP. And yeah, you have to, in order to qualify for this, you have to have really quality, authoritative content. Obviously, for the main carousels, you're going to be ESPN or I'm, I'm always a sports person. Sure, sure, sure. Um, ABC News or whatever it is, CBS, blah, blah, blah. Take it in there. And for the local news, again, or the local tab or the local carousel, whatever you want to call it, having that really good, being that local authority on the news, it's going to serve you well. Nice. DC Universe, if you're searching for Batman. So I'll, I'll match your sports with my, my comic pursuits. But here's the deal, is that you got to be qualified and approved. If, 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 if Google's now cannibalizing ranking, organic ranking and trending ranking of sites and actually changing the entire SERP for these topical references, and they're the gatekeepers of whether or not you're a valuable, citable content, right? No longer can you actually compete in the organic space if you are a, a, a news organization that hasn't been kind of vetted and passed by Google's uh, approval process for this knowledge panel, for this this uh, topical, subtopical map, right? Well, yeah, I agree, but I'd argue that's been going on for a long time. Yeah, you search sure. for the news and Absolutely. then there's the news carousel. I don't even realize there are results there. I mean, I, you're, when you're talking about <laughs> Organic results, I'm like, wait, there are organic results beneath the news carousel? I had no idea. <laughs> All right, so I'll leave it there. I mean, it's great to be able to see this type of cohesion of subject matter and subtopics, getting a full picture of things. I'm just I'm concerned about uh, what many people are concerned about is, is who is in the approved list, right? Who is the approved news organizations that are going to contribute into this burgeoning knowledge space right here? All right. But at least <laughs> on the flip side, if you, if you are local and that local news part section shows up, yep. you might have an opportunity that wasn't there before. You better believe it and make sure that you get all of your code clean. Make sure you have your metadata and yeah. your schema dialed in because you could absolutely have a seat at that table at the local level. You're absolutely right. So it could go both ways. Who knows? All right. So uh, that said, who's at the seat of hashtag SEO chat this week? Oh, okay. Great chat this week, by the way. Um, it's on topic clusters. Topic, which is, by the way, really speaks to creating that site authority yep. and that site identity and all that good stuff. So Chimba's hosting this week. Check that out. Absolutely. At 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, topic clusters topic for clusters. site authority. This is exactly what we're talking about. All right. Content clusters, topic clusters, whatever you want to call them. Can't get more words right. Always, always jump into SEO chat. We certainly uh, lift you guys up on a regular basis because you have some great conversations there. Thanks so much for uh, manning that and getting some great people hosting that as well. Morty, thanks for celebrating our 400th. We certainly uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind abusing you for another 100 episodes uh, to get to our 500. <laughs> I oh that's really that's nice. Isn't that nice? I'm getting off a clamped and choked up here. <laughs> All right, well, uh, stay say say well and uh, hey, you're at least from your your prison there so you can uh, meander the streets, right? Yeah, and my kids can't cuz they're not vaccinated. So ha <laughs> ha. Wow. That wasn't done intentionally at all. <laughs> You Brilliant. Just... <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Morty. Uh, stay, stay good, and we'll talk to you next week. All right? Thank you. All right. So that's it for Edge, the web news this week. Uh, check out our first part of the Kevin Indig interview. Uh, fantastic interview as we talked about semantic SEO yet again here on the channel. Uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as we push uh, video content from the show each and every week. Uh, 
from all of us over at Edge of the Web. Stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.